0: Shalom everybody, today we're learning Shaftim Parak Today's Parak is going to open up the last saga, the last episode in Safe Shaftim, the episode of Pilegesh Begiva, a tragic story, where there's a man who marries his Pilegesh, and then they come to a the city. They end up the people in the city end up being Ma'anis as Pilegish and it causes an uproar in Clice, so he cuts up the pieces of the woman's body, it sends it to all twelve of the Shvatim, it causes an uproar and Kalei Yisrael ends up taking revenge. That's going to be the last two of Sefer Sheftim. Again, a lot of lessons to learn from the story, so let's jump right in. The Parak starts off that there was no king amongst Kalei Yisrael, which Rabban, another Fresh point out that the the Pasuk specifically repeats this concept that there's no king, there's no ruler, and the only reason why this type of situation, this episode was able to happen was because there was anarchy, there was no rulership, there's no leadership, and that's why this type of thing can happen. So the Pasuk describes there was an Ishlevi, a certain man who married this Pilagesh. The Pasuk describes that this Pilagesh was Mizano, which will come back to the end of the practice, it literally means she's Mizanah, with somebody else, or the Gemara Gittin has somewhat of a different interpretation. Either way, she was Mazan and she leaves him. So now the man goes, after four months, he tries calling back his, this Pilagash, The Pilagash left, and now he tries getting her back. He tries bring her back as his wife. So the Fatma was very excited, very happy that the husband came back. So they're together for three days. They're enjoying each other's company. They're eating, they're drinking. So the father says, "Please don't go yet. Eat some more, and then you'll go." So the father says, "Stay another night. Stay again, trying to convince him again not to leave. He doesn't want him to leave with his daughter. He wants him to stay as as much as he can." He ends up staying overnight. It's the fifth morning. And he asks him play again, stay over wait till you finish eating and then you can leave again he repeats the request stay over again tonight you stay the past few days you enjoyed yourself stay again and then you can leave but again he does want to stay so the man says no he's leaving he leaves the city he takes the flaggers with him, he takes all his cattle with him as well. It's coming very late. So the lad who's with him says, let's go to this city right over here, this non-Jewish city. No, he says, let's wait, let's try to get to our Jewish city, and then we'll sleep there in the Jewish city. So he says, let's go to one of these Jewish cities. the so end of the city of in the portion of the Pasik Taz Vasurusham Love, my giveaway of Khabira Rainish, may ask of it some habit habai salal. So they're waiting in the town square for somebody to invite them in, somebody to invite them. The first point out the pastures this was an Arab Shabbos, and he's calling to invite them to come to, they're waiting for an invitation to come sleep over. Pasik the Zahmin Ish Zakin Bamina Savannah Sadhura Ishma'i Aphraim. <laughs> and the Posse describes that this old man comes out to greet them. Nobody else came to invite him. This old man comes out to greet them. The says that he wasn't even from that Shevet, he was from far away, which the Posse pointed out to tell you that everybody in that city was. Really, very not hospitable. It was only the person who came from out of the city. He was willing to invite them in. So the old man says, Where are you coming from? Of course, you can come into my house. Where do you come from? So they tell this old man, Nobody wants to invite us. We were traveling on a journey. And nobody wanted to invite us to their homes, to their house. And they tell them, "We have a lot of money. We have a lot of cattle. We have food. Don't worry, that's not our problem. We just need a place to stay." And the old man says, "No, just come with me. Josh. I just can't have it that you're sleeping in the town square. Come into my house, and of course, I'll take you in for the night." The old man is very nice. He invites them in. Provides them with beautiful hospitality. He helps them with their camels. He gives them food to eat. gives them, give them the drink. Now the people in the city come and they are their guests there in that city. They do not ever want any guests to sleep there. So they start knocking on the door. They say, send out the man. Because we want to know, we should first bring that. Pas Shem Shad They want to be my honestest man. They want that Mishloach Zaych within Pasuk. Feel my Yitzalei, my Ish Shabbal Bais, he tells the man. He tells the people outside. I'm sorry, the woman tells the people outside. I can't say that the man would be a terrible thing. He says, "I'll send out the pilaqish. I'll send to my daughter, but I'm not going to send out the man. You can't do the terrible thing to my honest man." So they didn't want to listen to him, but he sends out the Pilagesh, outside, and their honest is the pilaqish. and they're with her the entire night the morning. And they send her back in the morning. the pilagish comes back to the doorstep of this old man's house and the owner opens the house and he went outside to go on his way and he sees this terrible tragedy This pilagish is outside and her hand, is on the door, her hand is on the doorpost, but she's dying right over there in the entrance. So he, tur- he asks the pilagash, he says, get up, let's go on her, let's go on the way. And she doesn't answer and he recognizes that she's a So the man brings the pilagash with him. He brings her brings her along. So he cuts up this, this Pilages, his pilagash into twelve different pieces. And he sends it out to all of the different Shvatim places. Utsavida by is infuriated. They said something like this has not happened. The tragedy like this hasn't happened since Klai went out of its and we have to take revenge. We have to do something to fix this tremendous tragedy that happened in Klai. So going back to the beginning, of the park. <laughs> quite a interesting and tragic paragraph over here, There, there's a big malchagish in Rishonim, going back all the way to the beginning, the passage describes that he took a Pelegish, there is a big malchagish in Rishen and what exactly pelagish is, Pelegish with, with Ksuba, without Ksuba, it's a regular condition, a that is really a tremendous malchagish in Rishonim, primarily revolving around the Suggins and Hajjim, For the Gemara over there discusses what exactly a Pelegish is, we're not going to go into that now, either way, whatever a Pelegish is, they, he took this Pelegish as his wife, and then Pastor Beis describes, So the Pasha reading of the second p- sounds like the Pelegish is Mazana. It is a discussion. If a person is a Pilagish, if a man's married to a woman, and she's a pelegish, is there an issue of, Can she be Mazana? Are they not married? In the sense that it's not considered That's also a discussion of Roshayim. However, if you take a look at Rashi, Rashi is misunderstanding that she actually was Mazana. It sounds like she actually was Mazana. However, if you take a look at the Gemara Gittin, the Gemara Gittin understands that this is not talking about regular, regulars, and the text over there explains how the Gemara knew that. But the Gemara speaks out clearly. It's not referring to regulars unless the Gemara explains either two either that means that he found a, either a hair in his food or he found a hair and he got very upset, and that's why she left him. That's why she ended up leaving his house. So that's the Gemara over there describes a very important yisait from that Gemara. The Gemara says. A person should make sure not to instill a lot of fear in his house, because the whole story of Begiva happened because this man had this very fearful relationship with his wife. That his wife was always scared. His wife was always scared from him, and that's why she ended up leaving him. So therefore, the Gemara tells us an important say, Which Rava describes how people think that if they scream at their children, if they scream at people, then they'll listen, they'll understand the importance to them. Rava says, you see from our Gemara, you see from the story of that really the only way. To have your children act appropriately, to act properly, is to encourage them, calmly, because he says, even if they'll listen to you right now, if you scream at them, however, when they're not in front of you, they will not actually listen, they'll do whatever they want, and they won't, actually, they won't take in the lesson. That's what Revolver says, seeing from the P'suqam over seeing from the Gemara Gittin, that a person should be very careful not to instill in Yisrael, which is Labotka a beautiful p'shat, he says, and a very important you Yisrael, you see from the Gemara, the Gemara is telling us this entire tragedy of Klai Israel. This entire situation where thousands are going to end up dying because this plague is going to take revenge. It's going to be a whole war. Says the entire thing happened because of this tiny little thing. This tiny little thing. Not even a vera. This tiny little thing that happened in this person's house that the woman, that the, the man, I'm sorry, found a fly in his soup. And the woman apparently wasn't careful enough to check. And the man got very upset. Because of that, so now she ends up leaving him, and then they get him into this whole fight, then she gets killed, and then the Clyde Yisrael ends up having thousands and thousands of people killed just because of this tiny little thing which happened. You see the importance, the extreme value, and the tiniest little action of the person would have been Mayichel. He said, it's not such a big deal. You know what? It's fine. I found the fly in my soup. It's okay. Next time will be better. This entire thing could have been avoided. So, it's at the altar. we have to be very careful to make sure that we put up fences around the tiniest, smallest things and so we don't to overreact even in these small situations because Chas that could lead to tragedy in the future. The Possegre describes that the older man picked up his eyes, Vayisa that he picked up his eyes and he, was, and he saw other people coming. So, the Mishpitai Zavah, brings down, another refresher brings down a very, very beautiful idea over here that. The, the Apostlech is describing that the only way a person can really feel for other people, can really try to help other people, is is if he's Vayisa Enav. he lifts up his eyes and he's looking. If a person who's in his own Dalai he's looking in his own world, he'll never really be able to help other people. Yeah, if somebody happens to bump into them, so will be able to help them. But a person who's truly looking to help other people it has to be Vayisa He has to pick up his eyes, he has to constantly be looking how he can help, how he can make the world a better place. And that's the idea the Apostlech is describing. This older man was Vayisa Enav, he specifically picked up his eyes to look around. How it he can help other people is very interesting. choice. as going on to the end of the park. the pasuk describes how this the person cut up the Pilagash and he sent he sent her told twelve the shvatim, and he was doing it to try to instill. He's trying to do it so that they would get angry, they would get upset, so they have to do something about the situation. But R' says, you see from this story, and again it's a discussion. But it seems from the Goran Gittin, R' says that this person wasn't a, was not considered Rasha. It sounds like he did the right things. R' Eliezer is in Yardiyah, like basically Zvi discusses what is Allah as a person allowed to bring. There was a point in Eretz Yisrael. Where the Gedalim felt that they were being mivaza mason, that they're trying to move bones of dead bodies, and therefore they're making Afghanas, they're making protests against the movement of the of the bones. So the question was: Are we allowed to, in order to instill a sense of mission and people, are we, in order to instill to show people how important it is, are we allowed to carry bones to these Afghanas, Are we allowed to bring the bones of dead people? So Rambam suggested: You see from our story that in order to send a message, in order to make it that people care about this issue, you are allowed to do that. That's a ratio I want to suggest. From Ara Gemara, just one more quick arah, the, the Palsik described before that the man says, I can't send out the, uh, the man, I can't send out the person who's saying to me, I'm going to send out the Pilagesh. So the question is, why exactly was that the case? Is that really the halacha that if they request that you send out this specific person, are you allowed to say, I'm not going to send this person out, I'm going to send somebody else out? Definitely a very interesting discussion. Halacha Lamaise, a lot to work on, a lot to think about. The Ra'al seems to be bothered by the because technically. It's really a question. The mission in the mission in Trimus, and you shot me is marach about this, that if, if somebody says they if the non jews designate a specific person, they send, send out that specific person, it could be if that person's Khaimsa, you're allowed to send them out, but you're not, you're definitely not allowed to send anybody else out. So the question is why was this person allowed to decide? I'm not gonna send this person out, but I'm gonna send the P. Lagashab. So rabbi here picks up on this question. in and Parakafalf who's going through all the lessons we see from the story, he writes that one of the things you see is that her Isha that a woman is Kaitl L'ish, that A Isha Kaitunl lish Lazal is Ashes Ish, he says that we send out the woman, even if she was an Ashes Ish, before we send out a man. And that's why he writes that we were going to send out this Pilagish before we would send the man out himself. So the Rabbah himself doesn't write the Maramakam I'm for this halacha, but it seems this, this halacha is before the Mishnah, Safi which is probably where the Rabbah is getting this Makar, that the mission seems to suggest this halacha that when it comes to Arias, we would quicker send out a woman than send out a man. Exactly what the Mishnah on that is definitely something to think about. However, halachal the place can tell us that that Mishnah in Mitzah Haris, we can definitely not paskin based on that Mishnah halachal It could be that Mishnah we only talking about where everything is exactly equal, all the factors are equal. However, practically speaking, we don't necessarily follow the Mishnah. Definitely an interesting discussion to figure out what would be the halacha in a similar situation. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.